welcome to the Net Wildland podcast with me, Penny Green, NEPS ecologist. It's October 2023 and we're making the most of a break in the crazy rainy weather we've had this week, thanks to Storm Babette. Uh, so I'm joined today for a second time on the podcast by my old mate, Ryan Greaves. Hi, Ryan. Hello, Penny. How are you doing? All right. Great, thank you. Yeah. Cool. Good to see you. Really nice to see you. And it's just a lovely autumnal evening, isn't it? Yeah, beautiful light. Um, yeah, like the, we can hear some sort of snorting fallow deer as we're sort of just approaching the lovely hammer pond. So yeah, it's a perfect spot. So lovely, isn't it? I just, you know, this is a lovely excuse to come out actually. So I've been sitting behind my computer all day today, which is a bit boring. Um, but we, we're heading out to Nets Wetlands. We're on the hammer pond to look for the UK's smallest rodent, which I'm very excited about. <laughs> Brilliant. <laughs> can you tell us a bit about what we're looking for, Ryan, um, uh, over the next few days even? Yeah, so we're on the, the trail of the harvest mouse, uh, the humble harvest mouse. So yeah, so our, as you said, our smallest rodent, um, quite a mysterious and easily overlooked little mammal. But yeah, there's some interesting signs that we can look for and, and we hopefully might see some in the next few days. So fingers oh, crossed. I'm so excited about <laughs> that. And it has got the coolest scientific name, hasn't it? M- Micro, how do you pronounce it? Micromis minutus. Micromis minutus, yeah. yeah. It's, um, it's a perfect Latin name. Because it, yeah. it is tiny, tiny That's twice. Right. Yeah. And I think it translates as smallest tiny mouse. That's right, yeah. Is that Small true? mouse tiny or something like that. <laughs> Small yeah. mouse tiny. It, yeah, <laughs> amazing, yeah. Um, because we're talking about how tiny, tiny they are, how small really are they? Very, very small. So I think they weigh about four to six grams, which is something like a two pence piece. That's just yeah. incomprehensible. And, and about, yeah, five to six centimetres long, and their tail is as long as their body. So the, the tail is a very important feature on it the, really the harvest mouse. It really is a micro mouse. Yeah, <laughs> teeny weeny. And what do they look like? What, what kind of coloration are they? A very pretty sort of, uh, I guess, gingery, golden kind of brown colour um, on, on the back. Uh, and on the ears and then they got a sort of a white belly and sort of quite a, a stubby little face compared with most mice it's your yeah sort of blunted face they're quite cute aren't they yeah they're yeah like adorable they're like characters. yeah it's like very photogenic very very cute so that always appeals really uh, i want to come back to the tail a bit later on because it's, it's got a very cool kind of superpower hasn't it yeah, we'll we'll talk keep, about that later, keep that till later. yeah definitely <laughs> so um one of the ways we can find out if we've got harvest mice here is uh, through nest searches right. yeah um yep. so what do the nests look like ryan whereabouts should we be looking for them so they're very interestingly they're sort of woven out of grass and, and other leaves so they kind of strip them into little strips and then they make their way up into what they call the stalk zone, which is sort of the, the high grasses. Mm. Uh, and then they weave a kind of lovely sort of woven ball um, between the grass stems. Uh, and then, yeah, they kind of build it around themselves and then it sticks in the middle. So very few other creatures weave it out of living grass and it's very distinctive. Looks kind of like uh, a very pretty woven tennis ball sized uh, nest yeah about 10 centimeters yeah about 10 centimeters and yeah and it's always off the ground like where other heavier mammals wouldn't be able to get to so it's sort of their safe safe area is in the sort of the higher grasses where anything heavier would start to sink when they don't need to they can kind of climb between the grasses and um, really nicely that they're about normally about a meter off the ground aren't they which for us if we're looking for them if we're doing surveys it's just the right height to be able to find them isn't it oh i just heard a kingfisher wow peeping um so um yeah um yeah sorry it's totally distracted no worries. <laughs> what happens isn't it yeah, it happens. yeah. <laughs> um so um, so just... yeah so yeah so yeah. off off the ground and that yeah for someone as tall as me that's very helpful so i don't have to yeah. bend over <laughs> or crawl around on my hands and knees because generally i can just look between the grass stems and sort of turn them back a little bit and i've got a, a searching stick as well to kind oh, of nice. peer through and make sure i don't sink into the pond which has happened yeah in the so past. it's a bit wet here it's a bit <laughs> yeah, wet here at yeah. the moment and so. for me it's just the right height because i'm so short it's about eye height for me perfect exactly <laughs> eye to eye with the harvest mouth yeah yeah, yeah. and um, i was actually looking back as i was kind of like thinking about um coming out of you this afternoon yep. right and uh, i was looking back at what we'd done before and we, we tried to do harvest mouse surveys most years and looking back i think the first one i did was 
in 2016 yeah. and we found 88 nests Blimey. which was a mega year mm. and it I'm and, you know there's a lot of small mammals have these kind of um, peaks and troughs in of their course, population yeah. dynamics don't yeah. they they yeah. have good years and bad years yeah. and that must have been a really good year yeah. and that was around the hammer pond and the mill pond combined but 88 nests we were literally finding one a minute wow. and there's like you know three of us out you know had a couple of lovely volunteers out yeah. looking for them so uh, but not all of them are breeding nests. That's right. Um, so uh, can you describe what other kind of nests we might find? If yeah, you can call so, them nests. So, yeah, so the sort of tennis ball-sized ones are generally the breeding nests that the female mm. makes to, to give birth to her babies in. But yeah, you do find ones that are sort of golf ball-sized that are for individuals, maybe males, mm. or just they build like a, a quick sort of sleeping, sleeping bag for the night. So yeah, so they so go from sort of... Um, golf ball size up to yeah the largest sort of tennis ball size so yeah so if we find a sort of smaller scruffier nest we know it's probably not going to have babies in um it's just yeah it could be a, a bachelor bachelor exactly, boy exactly <laughs> yeah so the males tend to move around a bit more mm. and the females tend to hold territory and and a bit more territorial so yeah the males go in search search and, and their breeding cycle is quite fast so they're always there's probably a female around somewhere for yeah. them to breed if there's a good population which there seems to be here yeah it's amazing you yeah. know and you know we'll talk about it later but you know they are a, a biodiversity action plan species aren't they yeah. and so you know to have them here in such good numbers is a really am- amazing thing for, yeah. for us to be seeing yeah so thankfully um the sort of survey methodology has become quite good in terms of at least figuring out how how well they're doing in an area and because they are haven't been that well recorded in the past so yeah we're now trying Mm. to catch up and find out what the status is but we think that they are quite rare especially outside of the southeast of England they seem Mm. to be rare and getting rarer so it's nice to know that they're doing quite well here and we'll figure out why that is hopefully yeah and share yeah. Yeah, what we find which is the most important thing isn't it? absolutely we're all about sharing yeah um so this weekend um we're going to be conducting a different kind of survey um yes. uh, so we're not going to be looking for the nest so much this weekend so um and that's what we're just about to set up aren't we yes. right so should we go over to where we're about to set up Let's and you it. can tell us a bit more about what we're up to yeah so um so we're going to try and uh do some sort of live trapping so um, we're both trained in sort of small mammal trapping, which involves uh, having a small box uh, called a, a Longworth trap. Uh, and because the harvest mice generally are in the higher grasses and the higher reeds, we don't put the traps like you do for most small mammal trapping on the ground. We've yeah. actually, well, I've built some little wooden stakes. Um, they look quite cool, like a little wooden sword. Um, that I've cut into a point on the end um, so that we can put the traps on top of them Mm. um, and raise them out of the sort of ground level which is important because uh, as we approach it I can see a lot of water around us so thankfully they are on raised stakes because I came up about a week ago and sort of pre-baited them so the Mm. traps have been locked open but with the things that will hopefully encourage them in so tonight we're going to set them to check in the morning to see if anything does come through fantastic oh look loads of uh, pied wagtails going wow. over wow. oh there must be a little wagtail roost around here somewhere because i think they go down into the reeds or the typha ah, like the reed mace nice. that we've got here uh, to roost because it's that time of day isn't it yeah. it's, kind of it's just a lovely getting... very distinctive sound you hear it quite a lot yeah here. so lovely so i'm constantly distracted no problem for <laughs> <laughs> all right focus focus, focus. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> my least uh, good attribute yeah, of all yeah. time um <laughs> So, um, so we're putting um, the, the traps about what, probably about a meter, yeah, meter yeah, off the ground. They're, they're, yeah, we've I've kind of pushed the the stakes into the ground a little bit so they don't fall over. But yeah, they're mm. probably about a, a meter off the ground, which is kind of perfect harvest mouse climbing territory. Um, and I've sort of hidden them in amongst the reeds so they're not out in the open, so that they can sort of climb onto the the little uh, raised platform and then get out again. Well. Wow even more oh, wagtails god that's about 20 or 30 wagtails have just come over our heads wonderful god i love it here yeah, it's just every magic. time we go out we just see something magical yeah, yeah, yeah. it's magical we'll out here looking for <laughs> yeah it. definitely we're probably right oh look, look they're all whizzing in <gasps> oh. oh just dropping into the the edge of the the hammer pond oh they abandoned at the last moment oh. sometimes they do little um sort of test flights and circles don't they and then yeah. they just drop in quite suddenly so yeah won't be long yeah, yeah all that that's dropping it is it? we should probably set up the trap shouldn't we going. so let's uh, slosh across the water here <laughs> and then um, we can talk about um 
what we're doing with the traps and how we're setting them up. Yep. So we're just going to cross across this little uh, gulf of water here. It's slightly hairy because it's getting quite close to the top of my wellies. <laughs> but there is a most lovely smell of water mint here, isn't there, mm. where we've been crushing it. I think the first one's over here. It's going this direction. Um, so I've marked them with a little bit of... Um, oh, there go the wagtails. Um, with a bit of high-vis... Uh, well, I've cut up a high-vis vest and made little <laughs> ribbons so I can find them again. And it's very important in the morning when it's dark because we'll be coming back before light. So, yeah. Oh, yes, that'll help us, help us find them in the morning. Gosh, yeah, this is getting quite deep, this water, isn't it? Whoop. Right, where's the first one? Here it is. And so you... I've sort of um, attached it with some rubber bands around the kind of... It's in sort of a T shape. Mm. Um, so I'm going to detach it um, so we can have a look if anything's been in. And so then what, we'll... what might we see? Well, I guess we'll be looking for droppings and we'll be looking for um, any signs of nesting. Something's, looks like something's been in there. Oh, yeah. So I'm going to... Is that a dropping on the top there? I think it's something it's maybe been eating. Maybe like a seed or something. Hmm, maybe it is a dropping. Maybe it is a dropping. Sort of broken oh. apart, hasn't it? So, so it looks like... Um, well, you'll see what the trap looks like in a minute, but something has definitely been dragging some of the hay that goes in there out. Um, so you've been putting a bit um, of sort of yeah. hay in there and a bit of food. Yeah, so there's been, yeah, uh, some, some hay for sort of bedding so it can keep them warm because yep. we're doing this in October so it can get quite cold overnight so you need to make sure that they're warm enough because mm. they're very small um, and then we've also supplied some well it's called supreme hamster mix so it's got a uh, sort of <laughs> nuts and seeds oh, and lucky hamsters. <laughs> <laughs> uh, nuts and seeds and sort of dried vegetables as well and some dried mealworms in there uh, so plenty of um, things for sort of granivores like mice mm. that would like to eat them uh, and then I've also provided some uh, casters which are kind of um, fly larvae in the sort of uh, pre-hatching stage yeah, yeah pupae yeah. sort of chrysalis thing um, there's loads of poo in here so it's actually uh, for a harvest mouse or a small mammal to go in one of these traps for the night is like a you know luxury hotel yeah, or you can a eat buffet with a nice uh, <laughs> goose down the duvet and yeah so yeah so so um so that we it's important to provide those kind of um fly larvae because as a source of protein so if we do get shrews in there they can't yeah. eat they don't eat any kind of vegetation material they only feed on protein so oh Ooh. look who's in there oh there's actually someone in there <laughs> but it's not a harvest mouse it's not a harvest mouse <laughs> what have we got right so we've got a field vole in the bottom of the trap so oh, oh is... that must be like is it stuck in there because like it, the water levels must have come up whilst yeah, it was in there they're like a little tunneling uh maybe we should put him over creature. on the side yeah so let's uh yeah we'll take him <laughs> over to the to the edge <laughs> i was not expecting that <laughs> <laughs> i was very carefully going through it um so yeah we'll go and release release this, this poor little bulb it looks very cosy in there. Um, and then, a lovely time. Uh, and we also provide uh, apple is the other thing I didn't mention. So we need to provide something that will, um, if they need a drink, if they need water, mm. we can't fill it with water because um, <laughs> they'll just be swimming around. So we have to provide something that has water in it, like apple or you yeah. can use carrot or anything like that. So um, yeah. that's <laughs> poor little vole. Um, <laughs> so yeah, so we're going to take this trap back uh, rebait it yep. and then uh, um, put it back on the stake so um, yeah great okay I'll, wander out. Um, I'll leave that I'll take it right. just going to release the vole it jumped out with glee. <laughs> <laughs> Excellent. Great. Okay. Having a good night in there. So, uh, so yeah. So we're going to rebate this now. So um, I'm going to take a nice through. handful of hay. This is uh, 
again quite high quality hay that is of course is, it is, is nothing but used. the best <laughs> um, no expenses spared here and then here's my uh, super hamster food that looks like that trail mix i might have eaten that by accident <laughs> if you hadn't told me <laughs> that smell really nice mm. smell that oh that smells like what is that? It's like a vanilla -y smell. Yeah, I think it must be the dried vegetables. But yeah. Oh my god, they are spoilt. <laughs> yeah. Um, and then I've got some chopped up apple, as I said, for moisture. So I'll put sort of two or three chunks of apple in there. And then I've got... a smorgasbord <laughs> it's like you know when you get one of those tasting boards with yeah, all the yeah. different things on Charcuterie it Charcuterie. Yeah. yeah um so yeah so a little teaspoon of uh fly <laughs> larvae <laughs> special ingredients i love the way you literally have a teaspoon to do you're like yeah. it's like a, a little, little kitchen for small mammals it's amazing um, and then i need to make sure that the, the trap is actually set and can close because it's yeah. been locked open for a week sure. And would you put any food in the entrance tunnel uh, to sort of lure them in, or will they smell it? Uh, I could try, but because it's been out for a week, the mammals in the area should know it's there and it smells like mammals now. Oh, yeah, because it's got a bit of old wee wee in there. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so, um, Great. So, um, what I might do is put a little bit of peanut butter in front of it on the, on the oh steak. Oh, my word. Uh, peanut butter is very popular with uh, me but very popular <laughs> with mammals and you're, you're you're willing to share your peanut butter <laughs> exactly, with them the kind of guy, yeah, you, yeah. you're such a nice guy <laughs> great so. well we've got a few of these traps to do so we're gonna um motor on and um yeah. get we've got how many traps we're we gonna put we've got 12, 12 yeah 12 to reset and um yeah and then we'll come back in the morning to anyone's yeah. come to visit oh this is so exciting so we're going to be here for first light that's right yeah and um, well maybe even while it's still a little bit dark yeah we get oh yeah. red wings whizzing oh here comes the wagtails <gasps> god it's all going on exciting. over here <laughs> um so yeah we're gonna meet up at first light and um yeah so we can't leave these traps open um for too long we need to keep checking them because these are small mammals with high metabolisms and high heart rate so we need to keep checking them sure, sure animal welfare is the most important it thing is the most important well. thing that's right thanks Roy. No brilliant okay well let's let's finish these off because it's getting dark now because we've been talking such a long time <laughs> <laughs> and uh come back in the morning great see you then see you later. <laughs>is the sound of a small mammal a small mammal in a trap so we were just walking back along having filled up all uh, 12 traps yeah. and it's just gone dark yeah. and uh, ryan heard the trap trigger and we can hear something scurrying around inside it yeah we uh, we were just double checking that we'd found them all and counting them back in but yeah there's something inside one of the traps and rather than leaving it until the morning i think we should probably open it up because yeah, it's not very um, kind to leave it in there all night. Although we already know it has everything it needs. <laughs> Plus more. Alright, okay, so you could, let's grab the trap and um, see what we've got. Oh, yeah, it's right next to the harvest mouse nest, that one, isn't it? <laughs> Right, you've got a, a giant kind of clear plastic bag, yeah. Um, and you're going to empty the trap into that so we can see what's in it carefully without it running off or going up a sleeve or something like yeah, that. Yeah, so some of the bigger mice are like little kangaroos and they can bounce out if you had a smaller bag. Um, and the harvest mice are really good climbers, so it's long enough that I can stretch my arm into the bottom and mm. yeah, hopefully we'll see what's in there. Yeah, great. And Do you want me to hold that whilst you're sure. emptying it in? So you're just going to take this, there's like a little tunnel on the front of the trap and you're just removing that. And then, oh, what have we got? What have we got, Rye? We got harvest mouse. No, God, that was so quick. <laughs> we were like 10 minutes of setting the trap. 
target reached. Oh my goodness, that is the cutest thing. I know I have to remain professional at all times, but squee! <laughs> that is tiny. That's, That's like what the size of a, your thumb. Maybe your thumb. My, my thumb, maybe not your thumb. <laughs> yeah, smaller than my thumb. A most beautiful colour as well. It's like mm. this kind of sandy, gingery colour. Yeah. Um, and it's pretty lively, isn't it? Yeah. So, yeah, it's bouncing around. Um, and, yeah. Very, right. very interested. So, yeah. Wow, I can't believe that's an instant result. I don't <laughs> think I've ever seen that happen. Yeah, that within an before. hour, well, yeah. within about. 30 minutes yeah, we've got yeah. harvest mouses oh my gosh that's, that's so tiny I forgot how tiny they were <laughs> yeah, they, yeah. That extraordinary is pretty lively yeah um, you can see the why they need to eat so much food because they're very energetic yeah. aren't they so they must burn through their calories yeah if, if I were to guess I'd say maybe that's a young one because um, they start off kind of a bit more grey yeah it is um, a slightly darker colour yeah, isn't it and, and the adults um, are more kind of gingery so this could be a, a baby but baby yeah they mm. grow really quickly they can be fully developed within well independent within about 16 days from birth so that that <laughs> is just crazy isn't it so <laughs> crazy and actually sort of, in fast i imagine this time of days when they'll be hunting more so are they sort of better adapted against nocturnal predators yeah exactly so mm. they're yeah most active sort of dawn and dusk mm. and, and through the night that's the same for a lot of mammals because it yeah generally um protective against uh well all, all the things that might eat them during the day but there's still things that might hunt them in the night so they yeah. they have to be on edge and their their sense of uh hearing is is incredible and they're really uh, alert to any kind of sudden movement and they they're quite good swimmers actually so if they did feel a threat coming they might jump into the water and paddle to a, a safer bit of reed mm. bed but um yeah so it's Doing a bit of grooming. Oh, that's a good sign. Yeah. <laughs> Amazing. So um, what are we going to do with this one? So now we've caught it. Yeah, so um, I haven't got anything to weigh it with. In the morning, we're going to bring some things to um, to weigh it and so we can see how small it actually is. But yeah, yeah we'll, we'll try and um, get it in the hand, maybe check if it's a boy or a girl. Um, and then we'll take it back to where we found it. And, uh, it's a great idea. Free. And do we think... Um, that that trap was next to a existing harvest mouse nest that you found the other day, isn't it? Yes, yeah. So, so maybe it'd been sort of sheltering. Trap. Maybe it'd been in there, sort of hanging yeah, out I mean, for the day. I think one of the ne- one of the traps, as I was um, as we were setting it, I could hear and see the reeds moving you did. around. Yeah, it. you said didn't you? So you could hear something like, scurrying uh, around. Can I have a bit more food? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> just, <laughs> and your peanut butter is lovely. Yeah. yeah, love it. Um, cool. Amazing. Yeah. So normally with small mammals, um, you can uh, scruff them. So very gently, you can sort of pinch the loose bit of sort of fur and skin behind its neck, and that means that you hold it. If you hold it quite confidently, they stop wriggling, uh, and then that makes it easier to then sort of look at what sex it is and um, sort of look at what condition it's in and that kind of thing. Um, but as harvest mice are so tiny and very fast, they're, yeah. they're quite hard to get hold yeah, of, aren't they? Yeah. <laughs> I'm used to handling small bats and things, but yeah. This is, this is so <laughs> tiny, isn't it? Yeah. Okay, mouse. <laughs> it's so tiny and cute. Right, um, Ryan's kind of scruffed it. And um, yeah. having so a little it's a look. youngster. How can you tell it's a, a well without too many graphic details? How can you tell it's a youngster, right? <laughs> well, um, a, a, a mature male would have yeah um, more prominent m- bits. More prominent bits. But <laughs> I, I, this looks like maybe a young male to me. Okay. Yeah. So he's got a little little winky. But, um, <laughs> it's a technical term. More, yeah. It's a ch- yeah. child-friendly podcast. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, their little feet are like little sucker pads. So they've got a really good grip and they're really warm. Oh yeah, um, I can see. Yeah. Amazing. So we can maybe get a quick photo oh, or yeah. two before we... Great. Um, uh, and we've got another trap, just as we're putting that harvest mouse back. Another trap has gone off. God, so. we're good. Oh, yes, the dream team. <laughs> they cannot stay away. They, they've smelt the peanut butter. Uh, 
nothing in the tunnel. I can take that out. It may have false triggered, that does happen sometimes too. Oh, no. oh. Um, this Mr. Vole. I wonder if it's the same one we picked up <laughs> earlier. He's just like, oh, you moved me away from my feast. <laughs> <laughs> so this is a, a field vole. They got um, sort of. I always think they look like a little wombat. Oh, they are quite square, aren't yeah, they? They're like quite a sort of like tank. rotund. Yeah. And with a little short tail. That's right, yeah. So that's so its other name, isn't it? Yeah, short tailed. Well, so that's. Tiny little tail. Favourite food of um, barn owls. And you just heard a barn owl, didn't yeah, you? Yeah, I just heard a, a barn owl. A ago. Ago. Amazing. Um, so keep your head down, little vole. Yeah. Because <laughs> um, you're nice and fat now. <laughs> you're a prime target. Yeah. So, um, <laughs> good. So the mammals are out. Hopefully, um, when we come back in the morning, they'll be more to see but yeah we'll, we'll let this guy go and, yeah. and reset the trap and i think we better leave otherwise we're going to be here till dawn aren't we <laughs> we're hearing all the traps going yeah, off which isn't the way it's supposed to work but, uh, <laughs> i'm quite pleased it has yeah, yeah. it's better than yeah. catching nothing isn't it? yeah definitely cool. well yeah great okay thanks right no um worries. so we could walk back and hear the tawny owls i think morning good morning rye how are you doing today i'm good penny i'm good yeah enjoying the rain it's very rainy and we're saying thank you to the umbrella gods for the umbrellas they've bestowed upon us this morning yeah. <laughs> and this morning we're also joined by the lovely laurie jackson good morning laurie hey pen and um laurie is an amazing ecologist and a small mammal appreciator along with ryan myself mm. so um it's very lovely to have her along this morning uh, to help out checking the traps and also to talk a bit more about harvest mice and uh, a bit more about their life cycle and their biology so very mm-hmm. exciting to have you along yeah so laurie is like my mini mouse mentor so she <laughs> showed me how to do Aww. nest searching and stuff so <laughs> lucky to have her along oh definitely always it. lucky to have laurie along <laughs> so um as we just mentioned it is pretty wet this morning um it's uh, been uh, some sort of quite torrential showers overnight uh, yeah. but yesterday when we were setting the traps we were checking to make sure that the water levels weren't already too high because the, the traps are up on um, sort of wooden stakes. So um, the stakes are high. The stakes <laughs> are the stakes are high. <laughs> nice one. <laughs> the stakes are even higher because we got more harvest mice this morning. So we were very lucky at the end of um, yesterday, just as we were leaving, and um, we heard one of the traps go off. And very lucky to have already got a harvest mouse mm. in the trap. So um, feeling very excited that we might have some more this morning. So Rai, you're going to wade out yeah. in your uh, uh, your waders. Literally. Yeah, I've upgraded from wellies to waders because uh, I'm just a bit worried about water overflowing my wellies but we should be fine uh, and it i remember okay. we, we've had that before haven't we i've got an excellent photo of you Indeed. pouring a load yes. of water out of your well feel free to share that <laughs> I will do. <laughs> <laughs> so you're going to have a little wade out there yeah. and, and check the first trap and perhaps whilst you're doing that i can have a little chat with uh laurie and um, about harvest mice so do you want to come on under my umbrella i would love uh, to come under your umbrella, come under my umbrella. <laughs> um so um you've been um sort of involved with harvest mouse surveys for quite a few years now haven't you I have, yeah. Um, yeah, quite a few years. So I first, I think, got interested in them when I found one of their tiny little woven nests. And although I kind of knew what had made it, I realised I didn't know very much about them at all. Um, so I kind of set about finding out lots more and did some surveys in lots of different places in Sussex and um, have had a few encounters with them as well from trapping. So, and yeah. they are the loveliest thing, aren't they? They are, I think, one of my favourite, if not my very favourite, <gasps> British rodent because they're so feisty and they They've got so much character in tiny little package. <laughs> amazing, it's so amazing. Well, and Dave and Sideshow Dave and I actually kept harvest mice a few years ago as part of a breeding scheme. So amazing. part of our bookshelf had this amazing cabinet that we made and um, so a cool. couple of harvest mice in there yeah. and we were trying to get them to breed and that was so lovely just watching them going about their daily business yeah. and how cool they are as a small mammal That's and their survival so strategies. That's yeah. very cool. So uh, oh we haven't really got very far with our chat having Ryan's already back we've already so, got a trap a door got, down yeah yeah so uh, we didn't really explain much about the what the trap looks like or how it works so essentially it's got a box that we fill with all those baiting and home comfort things that we talked about yesterday and then at the front attaches a little tunnel uh, and it's essentially got a door that is um sort of spring loaded or there's a little sort of a walking uh 
bar so once the creature walks in and steps on the bar it drops and then the door closes mm. behind it's it. It's a trap. <laughs> it's a trap. Um, <laughs> so they, yeah, they'll run up and down and then they'll realise oh there's loads of lovely food, some nice bedding, this is going to be a nice little uh, place to stay when the, while the rain's coming. So yeah so the door is closed which means there should be something inside. Sometimes you get false triggers sure. or sometimes we get slugs and other things as well yes. but I can feel something wriggling around. Oh, is it feeling so, quite weighty? Yeah. Brilliant. So right, I'm going to put this down here. Oops, sorry. All right. Let me put this back up again. Ah! Sorry, sorry for taking <laughs> your head off with an umbrella. Right, the logistics. Right, so Ryan's got a. I don't mind. Yeah. Yeah, do you want to hold that either? Yeah. Oh, okay. Fantastic. <coughs> no pressure. <laughs> So one of the things I am going to do, because uh, I know mammals can be a little bit sneaky, is I'm going to attempt in my many layers to roll my sleeves up a oh, little yes. bit, just in case. I know Penny and Ryan would love it if I had a harvest mouse on my head, <laughs> but I'm not sure. I think it's happened to the best of us at all times. I think I've had a wood mouse jump off of my head before. <laughs> I've had a dormouse on my shoulder, I think. It's <laughs> a good place for a dormouse. Yeah. Could I like a new age pirate or something? Oh, I think we might be in luck, guys! (laughs) So it's right at the back. So it's funny with these small mammal traps, some species, so things like the yellow-necked mouse will come sort of bouncing out, and other things... Oh, hang on a minute. It's an imposter! (laughs) As I say, other things things will hide at the back, (laughs) like this little bowl here. Amazing. You met this before. Well, that was one, one... This trap was the one that as we were leaving last night, had a bowl yeah. in it. It's pretty impressive that he's made his way out again. He must Do you have, think he would well, have Well, maybe done? there's just a whole family of them living around the yeah, one. Yeah, right just now. making the most of that lovely <laughs> smorgasbord of And they um, do, they do food. share the similar sort of habitat with a, with a harvest mouse, so there's a lot of overlap between them. So there's a little field bowl. Um, let's have a look. Yeah, they're a lovely colour, aren't they? Field voles. It's such a lovely sort of like a, a rusty kind of reddish brown, yeah. isn't it? I think they look a bit scruffy, so I kind of feel quite kindred spirit of theirs. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> um, and it's got yeah, quite a small tail. The field vole. Um It's really short, isn't it? We were talking about that yesterday. It must yeah. only be like well, about the length of your thumbnail mm. or something. It's quite short. Yes. Yeah. yeah. When I'm it's describing bowls to people, I always say a bit like a hamster. Yeah. Like everyone kind of knows what yeah. a hamster looks yeah. like. So sort of flat ears, small eyes, and short. A bit tail. chunky. And yeah, chubby. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> oh, look at it. It looks very pleased with itself. It's uh, <laughs> had a nice had a nice time. There's just a few little bits of uh, Nord Nord sort of carrot left in there. <laughs> right. It's had room service. It's had a night, feast. So. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So this is one of the traps closest. I guess closest to the hedge rather than out on the edges of the water so probably more suited to the vole but yeah, uh, yeah. cool I'm gonna go great. And find the next trap great let this little one go so Ryan's just brought back a um a second trap yep. the second trap checks is so it's the, the third one oh so third the one, one was still open okay um and this so one's I, I double check that that was the trap door is down open. on this one Oh, there's definitely something Oh, in I can there. see something at the back. Uh-oh. <laughs> Is it another vole? It's another vole. Yeah, I yeah. mean, it's lovely. Yeah. Really <laughs> nice to see they're doing well. <laughs> yeah, got to love a vole. Yeah. Do we know Perhaps if it's a good year for voles this year? Or I don't know what last winter was like for them. Yeah, I'm not sure. I don't know that I've done enough trapping this yeah. year. To They certainly do go up and down, the population mm. numbers. Um, and they yeah. are really important food for a lot close your ears little bowl lots of things will eat them (laughs) (laughs) they're really kind of supporting Um, a food chain of you're a a owl box checker aren't you yeah so so how's the year been for yeah barn owls it's been a bit of a mixed year for the box uh, boxes that i checked there's a lot of broods of maybe one and two chicks maybe the odd three or four and i think we had one box here at nep that had five chicks in i think which was like it was quite a bumper, and that they were looking quite healthy. So yeah, I don't yeah, Yeah. I have a feeling that perhaps it wasn't as good a year as previous years, especially here at NEP. Like one year, I think we had was it um, seventeen or eighteen chicks one year um, across the different boxes. 
And this, this year we only had a handful. Oh, you got a male for so, Yeah, I don't know how far away was he. Do you think he's uh, all right to go that, here? That next um, strip you can see over there. So yeah, yeah. I'm sure it will. Yeah. Got a lot of nice cover here. So. There's an owl. There's normally an owl family just up. Yeah, yeah. The, actually, there is an owl box not far from here. Yeah. That only had one chick in it oh, this okay. year. Um, normally has maybe two or three, I think. <laughs> okay. But yeah, interesting thought, Roy. Yeah. Um, Either of see wily voles. Hiding in the reed bed. Yeah. <laughs> I've got a good feeling about this one. <laughs> so this is fourth trap. Third one with the door closed, so... That is, I, I like those odds. Good form, good form. <laughs> yeah, that's really we good. We always seem to get quite good numbers of mammals trapped here, don't we? Yeah, I think, yeah, it's, it's a fully functioning ecosystem, isn't it? And, uh, it's rather amazing. Who... I remember like, um, a few years ago I did some small mammal trapping, just sort of general mammals like voles oh, and mice and that kind of thing and uh, um, out of 40 traps every morning 36 of them would have <laughs> a mammal in oh. uh, <laughs> it's another lovely <laughs> field bowl amazing <laughs> but that's really good yeah. yeah yeah there's some other cool surveys you can do for field bowls aren't there yeah there's i mean there's loads of different that anyone surveys. can do because they're quite easy yeah there's there's lots of different surveys you can do for small mammals so field voles spend a lot of time um in kind of rough sort of tussocky grassland and you can actually go and kind of almost like peel back the the grass tussocks and find all their little burrows um they'll make little latrines which are little piles of poos yeah, you yeah can look little runs and their yeah, little runs exactly, yeah. yeah it's like a little uh, mammal highway isn't exactly, it when you start yeah. looking like you say so as soon cool. as you start sort of like moving the grass to one side it's amazing how quickly you find yeah yeah um these little runs yeah wiggling all over yeah. the place yeah. and that's quite fun like so anyone can get yeah get involved definitely in. it's a nice thing to do with children as well because they're yeah. quite sort of low down to the yeah. ground and they can have a little um uh rummage around to see what they can find so back back to harvest yes yeah. laurie um so um obviously they they seem to be doing quite well here from yeah. the previous surveys that we've um done here um and i think the complex vegetation structure here really does help because there's lots of edge yeah. there's lots of tussocky bits there's uh, reedy bits and reed mace uh, lots of rushes and that kind of thing so there's lots of opportunity for them for their uh, nest building um, but also for their feeding yes and can you tell us a bit more about what they feed on yeah so they do eat a lot of um of plant material so lots of um seeds and things like that um they will eat some insects as well um so they've got quite a sort of broad diet but yeah they've certainly got loads of feeding resources here mm. which is is fantastic and then um, I think uh, probably at this time of year they're free feasting on the fruits and berries. I as imagine well, aren't they? so. Yeah, yes, really yeah, good. And um, because they're so small, they have to have quite an energy-rich uh, food source, don't they? They do. So I seem to—I'm dredging in the depths of my mind here, but I seem to remember reading it's something like a whopping seven calories a day that a harvest mouse <laughs> has to eat, which doesn't sound that much, but they basically have to eat about the same amount of food as actually one of those voles that we've just seen. And that vole is sort of three or four times larger in mm. terms of its weight. Ooh, there goes the wagtails yeah. from their roosts <laughs> we saw last Morning. night. <laughs> oh gosh so that is quite a, it's a you know they're very sort of energetic and yeah. high speed aren't they sort of like live fast die young exactly. kind of so, approach to life yeah and it yeah. does make them really vulnerable so they've got this really high sort of surface area to volume uh, to <laughs> what am I trying to say surface <laughs> area to volume ratio there we go you um, really said it I did um they have a very high surface area to volume ratio which is one of the reasons why they have to really be eating so much food for their size right rise come back with two, two. more traps Ooh. this one was sort of the door was being partially held open by a bit of reed so Ooh. i don't know if it something went in and it's mate got it out oh, again oh i or, see um it may have squeezed out but we don't know we'll find out this could be a false trigger well not a false it could be triggered but the oh. thing's got out <laughs> A little bit of fur. So whatever it is, oh, <laughs> it's a very blunt face <laughs> um, and quite small ears. But I don't think it's the little blunt face that we're looking for. Oh, it's a really chunky one. So 
Oh, it's got a bit of damage on its tail as well. I wonder if that's been in a fight or something. Mm. Mm. Could be but a male yes, one. Another yes. field vole. Another field vole. <laughs> Yay! Yeah. We love, lucky for the field voles, we love them too. Yes, yes. <laughs> oh, this feels a bit lighter. Maybe I'm just uh, <gasps> wishful thinking. I know, maybe. Who knows? Or maybe there's just nothing in it. All right. Oh! Oh! Yay! <laughs> Yay! <laughs> we got one! That was fun, his little head spit yeah. oh, its little head sticked out the end there. Oh, you always forget how small they are oh, until yeah. you <laughs> see one again. Oh, so lovely. Beautiful. Fantastic, that's great news. Assuming there's not anyone else in here. It's always worth checking, isn't it? Yeah. The rest of the trap, just in case. Definitely. And also the little bits of food that are left over can feed, mm -hmm. feed a vol. Feed a vol. So obviously we've got enough of them here. Oh, lovely. Gosh, that's tiny, isn't it? I, even though we only saw one a few <laughs> hours ago. Yeah. yeah. They are yeah. just the tiniest thing. Yeah. So yesterday Ryan thought that um, the one we saw might have been a young, um, young, young mouse, male, yeah. a young male, just because yeah. it was slightly sort of darker, kind of greyer colour. Yeah. This one looks maybe sort of quite light, quite light. I don't know what you think. Yeah, yeah, I think it's that kind of sandy colour. It does colour. look much more of their kind of typical sandy colour, definitely. Mm. How exciting. Fantastic. Um, so as we're looking at this, we can see it's got quite an impressive tail, hasn't it? Yeah, their tails are fantastic. So they actually do have a prehensile tail. Um, which means they can use it like a sort of fifth limb almost. Like a monkey. Yeah, exactly. So they can kind of use their tail, they can curl it around a sort of a little stem of a, a reed or where, wherever it is that they're foraging um, and hang on with it. And then that frees up their sort of, um, I was going to call them hands, but their front feet, let's call them hands. Balls. Yeah. Whatever. <laughs> whatever they are, yeah, it yeah. frees like them hands. up to yeah. be able to then do other things. Yeah. yeah. Um, and so they need to be really agile in this kind of... You know, yeah. they're not like a vole that's... Obviously, voles do climb, as we've seen. Yeah. Um, but these guys, you know, the harvest mice need to be really agile, don't they? Sort yeah. of out and about amongst all of the rushes and the reeds and the reed mace and everything. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, I was saying yesterday, their, their back feet are like little suction pads yeah. and they're quite long, so they're like mm. equally really grippy. So, yeah, yeah, they can just not risk coming down to the ground where there might be things like yeah. stoats or yeah. weasels or anything like that so that, or even something like a rat might try and take it out so yeah they're they're staying where they're safe and where other things can't get to so that having that funky magical tail and the sticky feet really helps yeah. them to just not have to go down to the ground unless they're desperate uh, and that's a quite a nice segue actually to talk about predators because you just mentioned weasels and stoats yeah. and obviously they can't climb up the sort of the little stems that these harvest mice are climbing up yeah. but they also have aerial predators as well they don't do. they yeah so lots of birds of prey mm. owls will take them out I saw a photo of a shrike eating or with a <gasps> really? harvest mouse recently. Yeah, so <laughs> oh, yeah, no. anything that, that spends its time around hedges and around because they're yeah in sort of tussocky grassland or mm. farmland edges or woodland edges. So lots of possible aerial predators there. So they're they're on alert. You can hear it squeaking away. Actually. Squeaking right there. <laughs> um, well, well, we're looking at redback shrike reintroduction here at uh, okay. NEP, aren't we? So these harvest mice... Don't tell the harvest. <laughs> they better up their game, <laughs> haven't they? Um, and really interesting. So, um, uh, in the past, I've done some uh, long-eared owl projects with um, a oh. bit, bit of research with Sideshow Dave. And one of the things we were looking at is the sort of general abundance in Sussex. Um, and also we were able to collect some pellets. Yeah. And actually in one of the pellets, we found a harvest oh, mouse bone. Yeah. So really interesting that yeah. you know and we know that we've got long-eared owls here and probably not too far away from where we're standing right now so you know they could well be on the menu for, right. uh, for uh, long-eared owls as well as the barn owls that we've um yeah. were talking about earlier on as well interesting yeah i think other species like crows and um yeah and maybe sure. pheasants eat oh, them yeah. as well so. yeah anything that yeah, yeah. sort of patrols in the tussocky grassland yeah. looking for things to eat yeah. um yeah Quick yeah, and really, yeah. i've been walking through sort of heathland boggy sites and had them sort of jump out and things so they are yeah probably more widespread than we think but yeah they're yeah. just so tiny and people don't notice them so yeah yeah i mean so that's the one thing isn't it you know we we're talking about you know potentially how rare they are and actually there's quite 
little there's not an awful lot known about harvest mice just because yeah. there's not many people like us out looking for mm-hmm. the nests mm-hmm. and actually doing these surveys and actually like we were saying if you're sort of nest searching that doesn't you know how do you equate that to how big your population is because mm-hmm. you know a female can have several nests in a year can't she yeah yeah. So, um, I think at the moment we're saying that they're sort of a near threatened species. Yeah, so that's um, on the sort of most recent assessment of all of our British um, mammal species. They, they've kind of considered them to be near threatened and they're listed on various other things. So, they were a biodiversity action plan species and they're um, what's called a priority species as well. So, we do think that they have declined, but it's quite tricky when for a species that's harder to get data on, mm. it's quite tricky to kind of figure out that picture and exactly how serious it is um certainly they seem to have retreated more into kind of this sort of lovely wetlandy type mm. habitat here that we're in um because a lot of their traditional haunts um sort of meadows and things like that might not be so suitable for them now um but yeah field edges can be really good for them as well yeah and you know do we know what i know sort of there's sort of fairly data deficient but do we know sort of what generally is causing their decline um a lot of it is it is habitat loss and habitat fragmentation the same Mm. thing that we see with with most species unfortunately so um you know the way in which we're sort of managing habitats can sometimes make them less suitable for this species um and then you know habitats that have been taken out altogether Mm. um for sort of little species like this it can be quite hard for them to sort of colonize new areas it's not going to be necessarily a quick process Mm. um so and once your kind of populations become broken apart you are a, a bit more vulnerable yeah really. and then just when the vegetation is cut too low yeah. they can't survive it's not yeah they need it like quite tussocky yeah. and yeah exactly yeah, yeah. Um, so yeah, and obviously, sort of that you know, they do produce a lot of young mm. because they are on uh, a lot of predators' menus. <laughs> so I think someone once called them maybe nature's little biscuits because they are. <laughs> it's a sad term because they are pretty much eaten by everything. Yeah. <laughs> and yeah. they're, they're at the bottom of the food chain, aren't yeah. they? Um, so they breed quite quickly, don't they? They have a very fast turnaround time. Yeah, they do. So I think um, when a female becomes pregnant, I think her pregnancy is only about two and a half weeks um and she can have yeah several litters um over over the year absolutely so she makes this lovely woven nest um a slightly bigger version of their sort of regular nest Mm. um, and that's where she'll raise her young Uh, but they're not with her for long and then they'll get sort of booted out (laughs) unceremoniously and she'll probably make another nest um and and have another litter so and I think sort of at just 18 days old, yeah. y- young females yeah. are ready to breed, yeah. which is terrifying. Yeah. <laughs> That's a very fast turnaround yeah. time. Yeah, um, so it they is. have got this very fast kind yeah. of um, life cycle, haven't they? Sort of, yeah, like I said earlier, live fast, die yeah. young kind of thing. I mean, it's really key for them because a lot of them, um, unfortunately, close your ears, little mouse. A lot of them won't even last for a year. Um, you know, a lot of them do die over the winter. And again, we're not quite sure of the numbers, but it seems to be a really high percentage of the population in some years yeah so yeah. i think i've got written down here about 95 percent mm. lost over sort of winter mortality mm. you know weather and predation and yeah. so on so that's why they have to have so many young isn't yeah, it exactly. yeah really interesting um so we've talked about sort of their conservation um and sort of you know what we're learning about them here and um, you know, I always like to sort of have some kind of tip of what people at home, the listeners, can do to help. And obviously, it's very difficult unless you're involved in like a mammal group. So you could contact your local mammal yeah. group. We've got Sussex Mammal Group that we're all part of. Yeah. Um, but you know, there are surveys that you can get involved with for, for harvest mice, aren't they? Looking for nests. Definitely. And the nest um, hunts seem to be one of the best ways to kind of find um, harvest mice. And as we said, we're kind of it's it's sort of showing presence. It's a bit difficult to equate that to the numbers of of mice but it's really good to know where they are Mm. um and i always say to people when i'm running mammal courses it's a really good um survey for people who like a challenge because you're really (laughs) you're looking for grass in grass (laughs) um so but they are i mean the nests once you start to get your eye in and you kind of know where you're looking um you know they're they're really fun to look for it's really satisfying when you find one isn't it's it, amazing yeah. it's so amazing yeah. And, yeah and once you like like say once you get your eye and you're like oh there's another yeah. one and you're because you're then at that height looking yeah. at that one you then spot your next one exactly and, so cool. and the recommended survey or hunting season is sort of october to march so that's mm. the season when yeah. 
most of our birds are quiet mm. our bats have gone to sleep yeah. our bugs have all disappeared so yeah. might as well do something go yeah. like, out there and look for some uh, little pretty nests in, yeah. in amongst come the out in the rain it's yeah. lovely yeah. Yeah. yeah it's a really nice thing to do through the winter and like yeah. you know well, it's uh, sort of mid-October now mm. and you know it's good to get in there before uh, the heavy rains usually because yeah. sometimes that knocks some of those nests out Definitely. but um, um, if you have a nice sort of a still winter it's a, it's a good uh, yeah. Uh, yeah and particularly activity. if you're going along the edge of a lake or a pond or something don't go on your own yes <laughs> and take a long stick with you to uh yeah. check to water levels and yeah, and, uh, yeah. yeah security for your feet so yeah you can look in kind of wetlandy habitats but also um sort of long grass so i find like often around you know where there's nice hedgerows and you've got that long sort of undisturbed grass at the edge mm. that can be a place that they really like to make nests as well so um, and that's a nice easy place for people to have to yeah, look isn't exactly it? just you know it might even be alongside a footpath or something while you're walking um if you find some nice sort of tussocky grasses just have a have a quick peer inside you never know what you find definitely and so the mammal society you know are running harvest mouse surveys every winter yeah. um they've got excellent fact sheets on their um website and details of how to get involved with the survey so do go and have a look at the mammal society website so you can join in too um, and for now, I think the rain is just easing up, so we should go and check some more traps. Good stuff. Super deeper. So we've just checked the last traps, uh, and uh, it's been a bumper vole morning, hasn't it, Roy? It has, yeah. Voles in, in good numbers, which is a good sign, because they are, as Laurie said, food for lots of uh, lovely birds and other things. So, yeah, so lots of voles and one harvest mouse, which is better than no harvest mouse. <laughs> <laughs> Definitely. <laughs> It's, it's always lovely to come out with you guys uh, it's been a lovely morning so thank you so much thank i think you. we all probably need to go back and dry out now don't we I think so. and um we're uh, gonna carry on trapping over the weekend and seeing uh, hopefully if we catch any other harvest mice so um mm-hmm. have a good rest of the day guys see you later enjoyed this episode and learning all about the tiny and fascinating world of the micro mouse huge thanks go to ryan greaves and laurie jackson for sharing their love of this super cute rodent it was great to be out in the field with you and as always massive thanks go to leah brazier for the beautiful artwork matt davidson for the super music and ian bunn for his excellent editing skills Tune in again soon for the next episode, which is with the Newt Conservation Partnership, as we learn all about ponds. Until then, keep it wild. Mm-hmm.